Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, one and all, down here, up there, out there, all around the world. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. We had a little... We had a little fun last week with Kevin McCarthy being dragged by a team of horses through a field filled with broken glass. Uh, But all good things must come to an end because on the 15th vote, Kevin McCarthy was finally elected Speaker of the House. The final vote was not completed until 12.29 a.m. Saturday morning. 12.29, of course, a time famous for good decisions. All right, we just elected a new Speaker. I'm gonna drunk dial my ex and eat this week-old sushi. It all came down to the vote of Florida congressman and middle schooler going in for his first kiss. <laughs> Matt Gates. Oh, God. Oh, God. I like that timing. That worked, actually. That was nice. McCarthy thought he had the whole thing in the bag on the 14th, but in order to win, he needed Gates on that vote to vote for him, to say McCarthy. Instead, at the very end of the 14th ballot, Gates voted present. That must have upset a lot of people because there's nothing worse than being reminded that Matt Gates is in the room. <laughs> After that, all plu-perfect hell broke loose. A furious McCarthy got out of his seat, walked up the aisle, and got into a yelling match with Gates. Me. Ouch! <laughs> Get a saucer of milk. You can catch all the drama on the new Bravo hit, The Real House Guys of D.C. <laughs> No. 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 Uh-uh. I am not here to make friends because I'm Kevin McCarthy and no one will be my friend. <laughs> then... That was wine. That was a glass of wine. Then it got even dramatic occur when McCarthy ally Mike Rogers approached the scrum and then, where is it, right here, he appeared to lunge at Matt Gates and was quickly pulled away. Oh, my God. I don't know if men should hold political office. They're just too emotional. You know what I mean? It's just... Hormones, I guess. I just hope... It's just... It's the damn... It's their damn hormones. Jim, can we see that dramatic moment from another angle? Wow. Why? I don't understand. I understand pulling away, but why is he covering his mouth? What was Rogers about to say that they had to stop him? Listen, Gates, let me tell you something about the ending of season two of White Lotus. It was... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how did we get from that to McCarthy winning in just a matter of minutes? Well, one person who would really like credit for it is former President Forrest Dump. With the... Sorry, Tom. See you later. 
With the House on the brink of adjourning yet again with no speaker for the weekend, the former president claims to have taken matters into his own hands after the 14th vote and called the McCarthy holdouts, leading to this picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene passing her phone around so people could speak to a caller identified as DT. Of course, we're talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene here. So that could either stand for his initials or the president. 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 After the vote, McCarthy was beaming. Here he is after his victory, showing his party what they get to spend the next two years repeatedly banging on his nutsack with. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough ride. Oh God! Here we go. He better wear a cup. Here we go. It's going uh, to be a little rough. In the midst of this cluster munch, McCarthy explained why the embarrassing spectacle we were all witnessing was actually not. See, th- this is the great part. Because it took this long, now we learned how to govern. Really? Just, just this last week, you learned how to govern. There are some things that you shouldn't learn through trial and error at the last minute. It's like a surgeon saying, well... Took me 15 tries to open my Capri Sun, but this triple bypass should be a snap. Now, where's the piece of foil on your chest where I poke the straw? And suck out that heart attack. Jim Jordan also hopped on the positivity train, explaining that this is how things are supposed to work. So sometimes democracy's messy, but I would argue that's exactly how the founders intended it. Oh, everyone knows the founders loved chaos. It's right there in the preamble to the Constitution. We the people, in order to form a more bam, whap, whap, screw you, Madison, I'm writing the Constitution now. Everyone remember the name Charles Coatsworth Pinckney. Ow, my eye! <laughs> Quick programming. So that's that. Oh, quick programming note. I have a program. Check it out. You might like it. And you might like it especially tomorrow when my guest will be Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, right there. Yeah, ooh, indeed. Prince Harry will be here all to talk about his new memoir, Spare, also available in audiobook and commemorative plate. (laughs) I've read the book. Mm -hmm. I've read the book. It's very enjoyable, quite emotional, quite revealing. I don't have so much to talk about with his hairiness. For instance... (laughs) The stuff he talked about with Anderson Cooper, including this high school memory between him and his brother that's straight out of the older brother-sibling playbook. Your brother told you, pretend we don't know each other. Yeah, and at the time, it hurt. I couldn't make sense of it. I was like, what do you mean? We're now at the same school. Like, I haven't seen you for ages. Now we get to hang out together? He's like, no, 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 when we're at school, we don't know each other. And I took that personally. Well, that's heartbreaking. I mean... To be rejected by his older brother at school, even though that magic hat sorted them into the same house. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Hufflepuff? Mm. What do you think? Hufflepuff? Gryffindor? I'm not sure. No, no, no. The book also contains a rather crisp description of Harry's older brother. You write about a, a contentious meeting you had with him in 2021. You said, I looked at Willie, really looked at him, maybe for the first time since we were boys. I took it all in. His familiar scowl, which had always been his default in dealings with me, his alarming baldness, more advanced than my own, his famous resemblance to mummy, which was fading with time, with age. It's pretty cutting. I don't see it as cutting at all. No, because William's so bald, he doesn't need any cutting. Am I right? Am I right, Harry? Come on, up 
top, baby. Don't leave me in the Tower of London up here. Tune in tomorrow to find out if he leaves me hanging. <laughs> so, uh, oh, speaking of foreign leaders in conflict, there's a huge story out of Brazil, the country whose motto is Portuguese. We speak Portuguese. <laughs> they just had a presidential election, and the loser was far-right politician and turtle who just saw you drop a baby carrot. <laughs> Jair Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro claimed he lost because of voter fraud. Now, if that sounds familiar, this will, too. Yesterday, Bolsonaro supporters rioted storming Brazil's Congress and presidential office. No, no, I cannot watch this movie again. I know how it ends, with all of us suddenly liking Brazilian Liz Cheney. <laughs> I just, I can't do, I can't <laughs> like her again. I can't, this is my emotion. <laughs> see my emotion? I see you. The rioters were eventually cleared out, but it was a dark day for Brazilian democracy, leading experts to say January 8th, is Brazil's January 6th. <laughs> Just like our January 6th, the Brazilian insurrection had rioters storming the halls, attacking cops with flagpoles, and smashing windows. Wait a second, they're already inside. <laughs> Why are they going after the windows? They're gonna get charged with breaking and exiting. <laughs> Similarities uh, do not end there. Videos on social media appeared to show a protester about to defecate inside a room at the Supreme Court. Oh, no. Now they'll have to clean up the... Madam Pelosi, can you help me out? The poo-poo. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you. Of course, uh, ma'am, it is Brazil. Can you do it? I am Portuguese. Oh, coco. <laughs> Obrigado. Ah. One of the reasons this felt like a deja coup was... When Bolsonaro was trying to find a way to spin his election loss, his allies met with some of our former president's advisors, including Steve Bannon. Oh, no. Steve Bannon's gone Brazilian? Regular Steve Bannon was bad enough. No one wants to see him in a thong. Now, just so you know, my graphics department did create an image of Steve Bannon in a thong. But... The CBS lawyers told us that broadcasting it would violate the Geneva Conventions. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be hauled before the Hague. <laughs> so, how did all these Americans teach these Brazilians how to insurrect just like us? Well, we've got the answer in the form of a new Late Show sponsor. Were you inspired by the January 6th rioters, but aren't sure how to insurrect in a non-English speaking country? Well, now you can with Kuolingo the only app that teaches you how to unsuccessfully overthrow your government in over 70 languages. Whether it's Spanish, German, Chinese, or even Swedish, we've helped thousands go from hunting speakers to language speakers. Je suis en prison. So try Kuolingo today. Kuolingo, available in most languages, except whatever this is. And an homage. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Tom Hanks. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. 
Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. luck because my guest tonight is an Oscar winner who's been starring in your favorite films for over three decades. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Mr. Tom Hanks. I just, you know, hey, thank you, oh, please, thank you, thank you. Turn off the sign. Turn off the sign. Yes, yes, I know, I know. I, I know, I know. You, you remember, you remember me from the days when you, we all had VHS machines. I really appreciate that. Nice to see you again. Th- nice to, nice to you. have oh, you back always, here. I always look forward. How to was it. the uh, How was the holidays? Well, it was rocking. You know, it, we, yeah. we ripped it up. Uh, Everybody stay healthy and everything like that. Uh, yeah, we Excellent. took tests every seven hours, and they came sure. back with only one line on them. Exactly. So every, sure. all Why the kids not? got to stay. It yes. was kind of nice. Oh, I understand you you started a new uh, new uh, Hanks right. family okay. tradition, so, and I'd like to get a get an introduction to it. Well, uh, the Christmas the Christmas season began for us because we actually saw your musical guest tonight, Rachel and Bill Ray. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> They're fabulous. Fantastic. We caught them. I mean, you're sh- nice to have here, but that's they exciting. Are, you that's guys exciting. are going yeah. to... I, by the way, I bought all their records. Right? I went sure. on iTunes. Everybody knows. Ah, Fantastic. You better treat me special. Yeah. You gotta done me better. Um, uh, so we saw them, and we were at the at the uh, Cafe Carlisle, which is a great place to go. My sure. wife had played there. Rita had played yeah. there with a band, and they were the next act. So uh, we uh, we had a celebratory uh, bottle of champagne. Brought by, hey, and I, despite a couple of evenings I've had with you, yes. which ended up with fistfights in front of Mickey Mantle's restaurant, yes. uh, you yeah. know, I'm you. Oh, you think you're funny? I'll tell you what funny is, Stephen Colbert. Uh, I'm not a big drinker. I, I don't drink a lot, so I usually have a diet coke, you know, in order to because if you didn't have a long enough disco nap, you're going to fall asleep about you exactly. know 11:45. Sure, sure, sure. So I have a little bit of caffeine, diet coke, in a glass, and I sip right that there at the, the night. cafe. Carlisle. But they brought the they brought the champagne around. They brought the nice flutes. It was like the last episode of The Bachelor. You know, they were pouring all this <laughs> all this stuff around, and I just had this diet coke, and I said, "Oh, give me a shot of champagne in there for crying out loud." In the diet coke. In the diet coke, and everybody said. Everybody says you you are insane. I said, well, I may be insane, but I want to help. I want to celebrate the the season. So I had a sip of this, Stephen. It was delicious. I heard this story, and so I wanted. Uh, let's, I let's, wanted to let's see. Let's see it goes on. Diet Coke right. first. Di- just Diet Coke. Diet Coke first. You know, yeah. Put the. There you put, go. You you put it, know, I'm gonna say. How, I, how much? I how drank. Much? I had. I had it uh, down to about a third of my Diet Coke. If that yeah. makes sense. Now it doesn't have to be Coca Cola. It can be any cola product. 
But diet. But it needs to be, well, yeah, because I'm type 2 diabetes. You oh, gotta, there you go. You've got to maintain the temple. And what's better than type 2 diabetes than a little shot of champagne in your Diet Coke? So, so I cap it yeah, off here? Just, 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 there you go. I'm this is exactly say, what the folks at Vouv Clicquot intended, ho, by the way, with oh, by the way, that this is... This recipe can also be found in the book of the Revelation. That's right. Now, first of, of all, apocalypse. look at the color. Is it it's not, gorgeous. Is it not kind of gorgeous, right? It's like an American Aperol Spritz. And, and I want to say, happy 2023. Happy 2023. How about that? Everybody at the table tried it. They said, ooh, you know what, Dad? That's pretty good. So, and we, we have... We have a Tom Collins. We have the Tom Hanks. Well, <laughs> we... Good. Good. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that's I all didn't right. Know. We were debating what the name of it should be, yes. and I came up with it because it is Coke and a champagne, so it's obviously diet cocaine. Coke and <laughs> C O K A G N E. So, but I, I don't mind with the. Uh, that I don't is mind. Really what's quite the other? Pleasant. What's the other name you said? Uh, Tom Hanks. Well, let's go with that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but confess. It's, pretty it's really good. It's actually pretty good. It's really, it's really, it's really, it's strangely, strikingly, shamefully good. Because ah. it's so refreshing. Because it's like you know, you give that little, little caffeine too, uh -huh. man. Uh -huh. Just keep you going through that champagne. That's right. Oh, you'll you'll polish both of them off. The, the right. six pack and the. And oh, the, I can finish a diet coke. And the magnum. Oh. <laughs> I'm no lightweight. I can finish I can a diet coke. Diet coke. Yeah. Two fisted coke drinker. Yeah, I love that. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Tom Hanks. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. With the star of the new movie, a man called Otto, Mr. Tom Hanks. The new film is A Man Called Otto. You and your lovely wife, Rita, uh, uh, produced this film. Uh, developed it from a Swedish film called A Man Called Ove. 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 Ove, as Ove. they would say. Ove. Ove. Uh, tell the good people what it's about. Well, it's about the crank in the neighborhood. It's about the guy in the neighborhood who says, get off my lawn, keep that dog away from me, you can't park there. Don't you people know, for crying out loud, that the recyclables are clearly delineated, the plastic goes in the plastic bin, the cans go in the can-can. What's wrong with you? Why can you not? separate these things the way they need to be separated. That's, wow. that's who the man is. That's investment. That's emotional investment. By the way, you... Are, are you the auto in your neighborhood? Is it the <laughs> Stephen Colbert guy? No, I think my wife. Did Ebby come out every minute? Oh, yeah, Ebby's the oh, oh, she's the muscle. A woman named Ebby. She's the muscle. Careful yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason that he is his way, and uh, what happens is a fabulous... Uh, the the uh, uh, actress uh, uh, Mariana uh, Trevino, who is a huge, 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 huge actress in uh, actor in uh, in Mexico, is in it. She moves across the street, and all hell busts loose. 
And we've we got a clip here. Can you explain what's going on uh, here? It's you and car. I, oh, this is uh, she does not know how to drive a stick shift automobile, is this the, 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 which the, is insanity to a man called Otto, who cannot drive. For crying out loud, you don't know how to drive a car. If you can't drive a stick, you are not actually driving a car. And so he says, "I will teach you how to drive this car, a stick." Jim, just wait for the green light, and okay, here we so go. So press in on the clutch. And give it a little gas. Slowly let out on the cloud. You're not in here. Hey, listen, don't, don't have to turn the key. Ah! Don't turn the key. Just press it. Oh my God. Press it. Espérame, espérame tantito. Slowly let can. out the clutch. Press on the gas. Now you listen to me. You have given birth to two children. You learned a new language. You will have no problem learning how to drive. My God, the world is full of complete idiots who have managed to figure it out, and you are not a complete idiot. So, clutch. Shift, gas, drive. Ah. And, there, and there you have it. All you have to do. It's a message of hope is what it is. As I have, as I have instructed somebody, the only thing, who, who here cannot drive a stick shift? Let's see the hand. Oh, you're all idiots for crying out loud. <laughs> Where, what country did you grow up in? The you secret of driving a shift is just uh, don't be in third. That's the only thing you do. You're in third. There's no reason to ever you're be in third. third. You're in third. You're in third. All right, clutch in. Wear the brake at the same time. Put it in gear and let the clutch out slowly. You're in third. You're in third gear. You're in Do you third remember gear. learning? Like what? Like the car, the first. Oh, you know, I'll tell you when uh, back when, <laughs> a couple years after Bosom Buddies, and I had some money in the bank. Mm. I went to my crack staff business manager and say, "Can I buy any car I want now?" And they said, "Actually, yeah, you pr pretty much can." So I went out and bought a Volkswagen Camper that had a steering wheel <laughs> that was this say big. You bought a Lamborghini. Oh, who cares? I'm not big on cars. So it had, a, it had a steering wheel that was like truly this big, and the gear shift, it was a stick, was over here. It was like I was op operating get a backhoe or something yes. like that, almost like that. And you have not experienced panic until a hill in San Francisco and a stoplight. Oh. And you have to not only get it, but you got to do the heel and the toe with the brake and yes. the accelerator and slowly let out the thing, and you have to be in first gear. I like I, oh, the problem, you don't have to be in first gear because the car I learned to drive stick on was what I was doing a construction job one summer between my junior and senior year of high school. And the, the owner, I had to drive his truck to get supplies. It didn't have a first gear. First gear was completely burned out. Oh, burned out. So <laughs> I had to start in second gear, right. which means you had to get those RPs up like like the bomb was about to explode and you had to take your foot off the clutch like you were defusing a nuclear weapon. But I'm guessing you all, yeah, right. But you yes. had to like do a little bit to get, it had to get rolling a little was, bit. Right? I don't know. I, that's all I know is that, that I could not take my foot off the clutch slowly enough to make I it work. I believe that's, that's how James Bond was almost killed in a movie. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Bond, you... Secret Service, uh, that's this, exactly yeah, This Aston Martin has no first gear, Mr. Bond, and you will be driving down the Autobahn. I hope somehow you can, you know... Uh, what? Do you, do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect now, you to die. Did you enjoy... People have this Hold mistake... On, just one second, would you? Oh, it's been a day, Stephen. It's been such a day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> People are under the mistaken impression that you're a pleasant person. And... 
Was it was it was it was it satisfying to play a grumpy oh person, but to God. let it all out? Have you ever wanted to smash the TV remote against the wall and storm out of the room? This was like for me every day. It was magnificent, magnificent, <laughs> satisfying moment of what just let out let out the crank. Because yeah. al almost uh, when when I'm around the house, everybody knows that I've gone off the deep end when I begin a conversation with this phrase. Let me get this straight. <laughs> oh, here. Here go, here goes Dad. <laughs> what did we do, Dad? Did we did we leave the rice pot in the sink not scrubbed out? Did we? So that's you know, a level of crisis. Oh, we're it's talking massive about. with me. Let let me get this straight. I once nothing works for me, and that's the other thing. Why would it work for me? Oh, Dad's yelling down. So why would the why would the remote work for me? I press menu. I press power. I press input. I press I press mode. I, I you know I went on the app and you I found mode? the right app. Whatever. You have mode it's all down there. You it's have all down mode. there. <laughs> mode. You know, it's like on off. Why can't that be? Kachunk kachunk. That's all it takes, and yeah. it never works for me. I once I once put uh, I was once trying to get a DVD to play, and I pressed so many buttons on the DVD player. You know where it says open, yeah, yeah, or it yeah. says close, yeah, yeah. or it says reading. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, it said goodbye. <laughs> we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Tom Hanks. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. We're back here, star of stage and screen, star of the new movie, A Man Called Otto, Tom Hanks. Now, your, your son, uh, Truman Hanks, plays you yes. in, in the flashbacks. He does, yes. He Was, uh, did you give him any acting advice? Uh, try to look like me as much as possible. We <laughs> actually are kind of... That's why he got the gig, because yeah. he's a dead ringer for me at, at 20s. And Mark Forster, who is our director, says, yes. you know, it's always so fake when you get some other actor to play you in flashbacks. Why can't I just get one of your kids to play you? <laughs> did Arnold Schwarzenegger direct he's, this he's, movie? He's, he's, <laughs> I said, get to the chopper. I told Truman. I, I, I said, Truman, get to the chopper Mark, like your dad Mark, would get to the chopper. If you're watching, Everybody get down. Mark is from Zurich, so he speaks okay, the, the, right. the, the, the... He same. speaks with... So that, that's why yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they got together. I said, this is totally my son. Because my son actually is a... He's a cinematographer. He's in the camera union here in New York. Oh, and he works sure. on camera, camera union, utility. Yes. Yeah, there you go. And that's what he wants to do. And yeah. I said, ask him. It would be a great experience if he does a number of things. If he learns his lines, knows the text, have an idea, and shows up on time. If he can do those four oh, things, yeah. that's actually kind of like the, 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 base, the base level of being an actor in a movie. The advice I've given my kids, just in general, like being in business, is just like uh, uh, be uh, enthusiastic and competent. And that means like be happy to be there and never be late. There you go. That's it. And that's I said you'll work for the rest of you your life. You don't have to be qualified. You have to be colorful. Yes. 
I actually said, like, when you're really young and on the job, don't be impressive. You'll just make people nervous. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Just and, uh, show up. Well, and by the way, honestly, why, why prepare at all? Just wing the whole thing. Um, and Improv, it, it, that's and where it's By at. the way, it worked, worked for you worked pretty out, well. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Now... <laughs> by the way, that we just say, who has more pressure on them in this scene? Look how much of this he's drunk. And look, I'm still right there. I've done a you, whole monologue. I'm thirsty. You're back there uh, eating what? my free cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You're, it's the end of my day. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, says Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. No. Midnight, actually. <laughs> actually now, right. here's, here's the deal. Everybody loves their Tom Hanks uh, movies. Everybody's got their favorite Tom Hanks lines. Is that like, right? Things. Oh, everybody does. Everybody Everybody's got does? a favorite Tom Hanks line. Right. Last night, as a matter of fact, Having nothing to do, having nothing to do with the fact that we're here tonight. We were sitting in around the, the, the living room and Evie and my son, and she was, we're trying to figure out whether to like watch another movie or like to go to bed. And she turned to us and she said, gentlemen, what are your intentions? No! Okay, Apollo, Apollo, 13, Apollo, Apollo 13, Apollo 13. Do yeah. you have a favorite Tom Hanks line from all the Tom Hanks movies? It would be, if you can name it, I'll, I'll, I'll pour you another drink. It is, boys, we go. Anybody? Boys, we go. That thing you do, thank you very much. Pour this. There you go. That lady. Uh, it is, I know it's not one of the bigger ones, but I loved it every time I, I said it. And I do use it all the time, yes. you know. Uh, it, Boys, I must go. say, Rita doesn't appreciate it sometimes. Because, hey, That's honey, true. we're late. Boys, we go. Uh, we got we to gotta get going. Your, your character, Otto, in the movie has a quarter that he carries for his own per personal From reasons. From 1964. Uh, 64. And I'm curious, is there any little uh, talisman or thing that you, you keep with yourself? Well, I have a typewriter from a great man who I just lost, by the way, Michael John McGann. He was a fabulous guy. Yeah. He, there, when I first, he was the reason I first moved to New York City. I had, a, I had a union card in my pocket that said I was a professional actor. He says, you need to be in New York. So he brought, we came here together. He shepherded me through it. He had a shared an apartment on Upper 91st. I'm talking 1978 now. Mm. And the first night I was in New York, uh, we went out, to, we walked from his house on Upper Broadway. And I actually said to him, where is everybody going? Because there were so many people out on the street, you know? <laughs> I thought, is there a hockey game starting nearby? <laughs> it was like, is the circus in town? I actually, where's everybody going? Da, da, da. Oh! Uh, to, to, to quote, to quote a great man, Tom Hanks is not a big drinker. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. By the way, I believe in certain cultures that is good luck. <laughs> so, sorry about that. No, no worries at all. Sorry about that. I mean, I can't top that, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we can top it off, can't we, big sure. boy? Get that out there. Get out. There you go. You know, well, Tom, is, is there anything sadder than a spilled drink, Stephen? Yeah, just enough. Tom Hanks, thank you for educating me <laughs> to what will ultimately be my downfall. <laughs> Coca-Cola and champagne.
man called Otto is in theaters now. Is Tom Hanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to super fans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements. Wherever you get your podcasts.